there's Bob, the Did chief, I- the chief gum flapper. Yes, yes, Welcome to the intro. I'm Josh Anderson. I'm Bob Galen. Indeed you are. So Josh. So we, Bob. We have a good one. We do. This I, one is as like, always. This one is related to the previous one. So yes, we, it is. So we have a connected uh, Metacast uh, previous to this one, which mm-hmm. is cool. We really, we really run connected mm-hmm. like that. And it was suggested by one of our listeners, and we listened. In Australia. In Aus- down under, pass a shrimp on the bobby, mate. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna, he's gonna just turn it off. <laughs> Holger, we're sorry. I'm sorry. You sent a very nice no, note no, in, no, no. with a long description yeah. and a very good question, and I was and an a ass. request, and I was an ass. I'm sorry. Ignore. <laughs> and then, and then we have that terrible representation of a yeah. accent of some I sort. Just, I just think it was cool that he's listening and he's coming in. So thank you for doing that. Yes. Uh, and it was around story life cycles and things like that. So very cool. Uh, but next sponsors. Yeah, sponsors. So Techwell. Techwell, as, you know, as, we I, were, well, as I well know. Oh, dear Lord. We were just in Las Vegas together speaking at Better Software Conference, DevOps, Agile Development Practices West. West. We're going to be in the East. East. November. Yes. November. Orlando. In Orlando. Orlando, Florida. We're going to be there. Uh, close to Disney. Um, we may be right next to the Disney property, whatever. Yeah. Uh, what are, it doesn't matter. We're going to be there. Workshops. Right. Uh, Metacast. Yep. Live. Live freaking Metacast. Yeah, we're doing it again. Oh, man. I'm yeah. excited. So uh, if you want to go, we have a, a code, code for a code. you. A code. How yes. much off? 200 smackers. 200 smackers. Save yourself 200 bucks no right way. now. Right now. All right. What's right it? Now. What is it? What's it called? The the what's the code? C A S T. C A S T. C A S T. Like Charlie Alpha Tango Sierra. <laughs> you flip flop the last two. <laughs> no, it is not cats. <laughs> oh dear lord! <laughs> I'm sorry, Metagasters. <laughs> so remember, our Charlie name. Alpha Sierra Tango. We are the Metacast, not the Metacats. Yes, I did. <laughs> a little bit of little mental flip flop oh, there. Oh gosh. Uh, okay. Yes. And so and we in all seriousness, thank you, Techwell. Uh it's a great conference, great content, etc. Uh, be there, be square. It's it's a great uh East Don't Coast. Be square. No one wants to be it, square. It's it's a great East Coast event. So get your butts down there and meet the Meet the fearless duo of Josh Anderson and <laughs> the Metacats. The Meta <laughs> That's gonna haunt me. <laughs> So on to the on to the episode. On to the episode. Welcome to the Metacast. I'm Josh Anderson, and I'm Bob Galen. Indeed. And and ladies and gentlemen, it's been a little while since uh, I've hung out with Josh. So we were we were laughing and stuff when when it's Bob been, almost died. I almost died. I almost choked to death on my own on my own <laughs> on my own joke actually. So I almost killed myself with my own humor. I'm self entertaining. If you haven't noticed that in the Metacast to date. 
I have a tendency to uh, crack a little jokes, and then I'm probably the primary. Customer. No one loves your jokes more than you, Bob. No, no one. And my children know that, etc. And and that happens to me every once in a while with my kids, and they just they just lose it. They're like, Dad, there goes Dad. And they they just, just stare at you. They do. They do. Well, no, not just stare. I mean, they do. They one, walk away. You know, do one they? of the, one of the cool things though is your you know they can't erase your lineage, right? You can't you can't erase. They can't deny that I'm their dad. Yep. As you as you know, right? So yeah. it's like they have to take me. Like you don't. You can discard me, <laughs> right? But they they have to. I'm their father. <laughs> Lucky them. <laughs> yeah. And they and they feel dutifully blessed as a result of that. So what are we talking about today, Josh? So oh, we got we have a we have a request from down under. <laughs> What's so funny about that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so for those of you that weren't here, number one, nice move. Number two, I have zero capability to do any accents at all. And I tried to do Australian before we hit the record button <laughs> and it was bad. It, it was, it was <clears throat> not. It so was. I was going to do another very bad accent and i decided not to do it no. hence the keep, keep, keep hence it, the silence keep there. it to yourself <laughs> like put another yah shrimp on the barbie uh. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, uh, so we we got a request from down under uh from a listener in uh, response to our previous episode and he was looking for which is really cool what's his name do you have him i'm getting there yes uh, holger from melbourne australia from melbourne oh that's a nice that's like in the south. That's a that's a nice place in in uh, Australia. So Holger, mm-hmm. so Holger, thank you. So he wanted to know it's uh, they're struggling a little bit, or it's a new shop. He's a new scrum master, relatively new scrum master, relatively new shop, and a little bit of confusion around stories. So epics features stories down to tasks. So the life cycle of a user story. Mm-hmm. And he was looking for concrete examples. So, yeah, just really, what's the difference between an epic and a story and tasks, right? I've seen a lot of teams that are in that same spot that end up with the same thing of why, why are there three? Aren't they all just the same thing? Why are we using well, more words than we need well, to? Well, that's what's a the, nice way to start because, and I'm teeing it up to see what you and I sometimes agree, sometimes disagree, so mm-hmm. then agree. I, I actually, oh, when I think of a story, so an epic, feature story i think they're the same thing from my point of view they're if if i characterized it as a three by five card so i always come back to basics Mm -hmm. and a user story is an as a i want so that so it's the front of the card has a description and the back of the card has acceptance criteria so i always think of stories as being in that three by five card format Mm -hmm. with with writing scribbles Mm -hmm. then then an epic looks like a feature looks like a story from that point of view. There's no real distinction. Like the cards aren't bigger, right? You could make them a different color if you mm-hmm. wanted to, but there's nothing. The format looks the same. Uh, so you write them the same. Yeah. What I would say is the, the writing is different. The level is different or the estimates are different and mm-hmm. things like that. So the size of it, the ambiguity, like an epic is going to have grander. It's going to have broader terms. Like build a house, right? Uh, I want to build a dog house. Build mm-hmm. a dog house would be the epic. Uh, so that's much grander. But mm-hmm. as a dog owner, I want to build a dog house so that my dog has a place to live. 
I just phrased that epic in story language, right? right? And I can put acceptance criteria on it. So I'm going to stop because you're giving me that you're giving me that evil eye a little bit. React to what I just said. So I agree and disagree. Things that I've done and things that I'm aspirationally planning to do here, we just aren't there yet. Is hold, hold on a second. Aspirationally planning to do. Ooh. That means like stuff, <laughs> like shit you want to do in the future, right? Yeah, Bob. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm just, I was just, I just, You're just getting, I was just clarified. confused. I was just clarifying. So one of the things that we actually did at a previous company that I really liked and I stole from Amazon, I think, is their um, features or what I would consider epics. So an epic for, for us, they actually wrote a press release for it. Oh, so so that it didn't have the same format. Right, it didn't have the same format. Okay. But it conveyed for our customers, here's the value that we're providing. Here's why we did this. Here's what they get out of it. Here's what we get out of it. Those those types of things. So I I do like the format being a little bit different because to me they are different sets of thoughts of why are we doing it. it it's still business value. But go up, go up the stack. Then right. I'm, I'm with you. I'm not poking at you yet because I'm trying to so understand. For an epic, for an epic, what would it? What would it be the rephrasing for you or the refocus? To me, I really attach to the press release. It's like, hey, we shipped this big ass thing. Okay, so it's a shipment. I like okay. right. So it's hey, here's this new feature we're so giving to you, our customers. What's in it for you? What's right. the here's line? here's why you're excited. Here's the things you couldn't do before. The things you can do now. Okay, so it's a press release format. Right. Yeah, and you know, and you be, would you skip acceptance to some degree? To me, that is kind of the acceptance, right? Because you're defining this is the end state. This is this is and why this it's is the better for our list. customers. These yeah. are the three high level bullets that right, it provides. Yeah. Okay, so that's yeah. the epic. So it's a press release. What's a feature then? One of those bullets. It, epics and features to me kind of go hand in hand. It just depends on the size of shop you are. Oftentimes, our our big features are epics. Okay. So so it would have the same. So it would have yeah. so to me it's just a nomenclature thing. Well it's not if you have all three. So so I mean, right. I'm so what I'm saying so is you would either I, have epic stories or you would have feature stories. Yeah. So I so so I operate at three levels. There's okay. the epic slash feature. Okay. Then user stories and then tasks. Oh okay. So, so those are so the three thinking, levels that I work at. So so Press release, implementable stories, like executable chunks, mm-hmm. and then the tasking to deliver the executable chunks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then oh, – so and, I, go ahead. and the sizing is different on epics. So those are small, medium, large. That's it. And then – User stories or story points, traditional stuff. So that's where you draw the line. Right. So epics are T-shirt sizing and mm-hmm. stories are story points. And then in, in our last episode, we were talking about – we were talking, but no estimates, just have tasks, mm-hmm. right? Just explore tasks. So they don't necessarily have our estimates associated. Right. And sometimes they don't even make it into JIRA. And they don't make it into JIRA. Okay. There, so there are teams that I've had in the past, and I really don't care. There there are teams that put them into JIRA and teams that don't. So the team I have right now, they don't. Yeah. But but they still have that that discussion to flesh out. These are the things we need to do to make this a reality. See, I'm I'm a little bit older school than you are, I think, from the and this is the classic XP. If you if you read the XP guys or the read the literature if mm-hmm. you if you were around back then, right? 
it, 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 the story was a story was a story. You overlaid these terms on top of it, okay. which just talked about the scope. I'm not disagreeing with you, yeah. by the way. I'm not. I mean, I like the distinction you're making with the epic and having it be customer facing or something like that or release facing. Yeah. To me, the thing I, when, when terms get overloaded, that's where confusion creeps in. And that's where I find a lot of waste historically. So so I've seen it overloaded terms and it drives me crazy. So I, so I like nice compartmentalized terms so that you know what you're talking about. Well, I have a hard time explaining this. I mean, while I can envision it because I grew up with it, I have I have trouble explaining it to in classes. Right, like I get exactly what you're saying. Right, and I get that if you treat them all like a, a user story, it would work well. But I think laying that in front of a new team, a shoe team, it, no, it's heads con- start to explode a little it's, bit. It's confusing. Yeah, it's absolutely confusing to them. Uh, and and I don't have a solution for that. So maybe yours is a solution. Safe does it, and I'm not I'm not like the safe. I've I'm blocking out safe stuff, right? So I'm <laughs> I'm unsafing myself to some degree. But safe has for the epics, they have an epic description. They have like a business case for epics, mm-hmm. which is essentially there is no epic definition. It's you fill for an epic, you fill out the business case, mm-hmm. and the business case has some of those customer and value things. I think in safe, they also have a feature description. So literally in safe, there's an epic. Then there's a feature hmm. container, right. and then there's a story. The, the traditional story is the story container. So what, so it's sort of aligning with what you said, although they've added a level, right? Yeah. There's a, they, they but again, it's for large shops. Yeah, which right. Which have exactly. very large systems, yeah. right? So they have the epic container, and it re- I, don't think, I don't think the business case really talks much about the story. It talks a little bit about functionality, but it's more so why are we doing it? What's mm-hmm. the value proposition? What problem are we going to solve with the customer? How much is it going to cost us? So you can make portfolio decisions. So it's right. more so stuff like that. Then the feature starts exploding. If I remember the feature template right that they have, it more it looks like a meta story. It starts looking story-like, but it's still large. Uh, I'm trying to remember how they do the estimation. Uh, now, in my, in the Bob Galen, a story is a story is a story, so it's epic feature story. I still draw a line like you do where story points are at the story level mm-hmm. and T-shirt sizing or even something else like sprints and teams. Sure. Like how many sprints, how many – so, you know, one team – it'll take one team five sprints to do this. Mm-hmm. To me, that's a, a higher level sort of way to estimate it away from – abstracting away from points. So I, I still do that. I still draw a line there, like you do. Right. So I react, want to react up, to the safe stuff. Right? Yeah. So 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 the thing that I really found a lot of value in at my last job was separating the portfolio discussion from the backlog discussion. So there's there's the roadmap with all the churn on the business and where they want to go and acquisitions and everything that happens there. That's all the epic epic level stuff right how did you size so you have to size that into in order to have those discussions though right is a team i mean my real question is well one do you did you size those higher level epics at the portfolio level and who mm-hmm. did and who did the sizing so it started out just me then me and my peer kevin um so we were the vps there we did this and then we start we we just were uncomfortable like we should not be the ones putting right, sizes right. on this so we started pulling in people we pulled in an, archi- an architect we pulled in managers we pulled in leads things like that and and it got to the point where 
we had a sizable room of people, um, but that's because we were rolling with like seven or eight teams at the time. So we had a representative from each team there, to along do, with the product team. And this team. is that really high-level epic right. just for the road mapping decision-making, right. right? Yeah, but but the really cool thing is that once once we got good at it, once we got in a in a good groove, it didn't take a lot of time because over the two years that we were there – we churned through a lot of those. So we had a lot of really good examples. And when something popped up, we'd already done something that was about like that. So it was like, oh, well, yeah, that's a medium like that thing. And everybody's like, yeah, you're right, exactly like but that. But you would be inclusive of people. So you'd even add someone if you had to for domain experience. So, yeah. So you started getting sharper on the estimation over time. Not not entire team. Right. No, no, no. No, but being more inclusive of expertise, domain expertise, technical expertise. Right, exactly. Like I said, it started out with just me and then yeah. one other person, and then we just were uncomfortable with it. And we said yeah. we should have people that are closer to the work here. But we didn't want to steal the whole team for that, right, because there was so much churn. Well, we might acquire this company. Well, we did acquire this company, so now that changes everything here. Right. We do this, right. or there's a new technology we want to look at, so – we're going to go all in here. Well, maybe not because the investment and things like that. Did so you just, do any ROIs, like even guesstimates around this is what we think this will make us or how many clicks or how many customers or anything that, like so that? So we didn't get there, and I was pushing really hard for us to get there. And I'm a big fan of behavioral numbers. Right. Right, of, of, of we think doing this is going to increase metric X. So for, for us it was yep. – Work orders. We expect our customers to be able to create a work order 20% faster. Okay. Or something like that, right? So those are the aspirational numbers. I'm using that word a lot today. Um, that I kept trying to push of, we need to have some sort of ROI that we can actually measure in real time, okay. not revenue generated. Cause that's, cause that happens months down with the right. sales cycle and everything we have. Right. But what, what actions for our users are we going to change with this feature? Right. I like I like that as well. So and we never of, got there, but sort of playing with that a little bit in the back yeah. of your minds. Okay, but to me that that's a key separator of epic and story is there's the roadmap portfolio discussion, and then once it becomes a reality, and the team's going to work on it, then it starts to become a story. So that's bringing in safe again. The thing with safe is high level portfolio is prioritized. But then the rubber meets the road at the train, you know that at the mm-hmm. program level. So you're, then you grab a set of features and you plan them for a train. Then during right. PI planning, the team rationalizes the features into stories and commit to whatever they can. So that rationalization of features to stories leads to commit, right? And story points comes in at the lower level. So the mm-hmm. team, so the team's not directly involved in sort of the feature, even the features. They can be. It depends on the product owners. But the team commitment is at that feature to story translation level. But that's that's sort of that's that's talking about that tra- that translation level is is sort of interesting in the story flow, right? Mm-hmm. Of when are you going to like when are you going to plan a release or and if you have a continuous flow release, then it's all the time. You right. guys were doing more continuous flow. Okay. So to me, the piece that I stole from Safe that I really liked that did the thing that was missing for a long time was the PSI planning. Yeah. So you have this roadmap up here with these epics, and you have this product backlog that's down here, and it was always hard to jump over that gap and get epics to turn into stories. So that PSI planning session that we did where every month we would plan out the next six sprints, that, that forced us to pull those big epics off of the roadmap board and turn them into stories, but do it a couple of months out. Right. 
right? And start that refinement process a couple of months out. So that way, by the time it became a reality and we were going to have hands-on keyboard, we knew what it was. We knew how big it was. We had plans of how it was going to happen. If there right. were any spikes we needed to do, those were done. So to me, that PSI plan is the is the magic in helping you connect the roadmap and the backlog. Okay. Let's go through. I'm, I'm thinking about like a pragmatic. Could we, could we try? I don't know if it's so pragmatic, but the doghouse. Would you mind doing the doghouse as an epic? You and dogs. Have you ever seen a four-legged thing called a dog in your life? I have. And they they have these little things called homes, right? right. So could you go along? Yeah, sure, Bob. No, don't say no, it. Bob. I got you. Or if you have a better no, example, it's fine. No. Uh, a football team. Nope, nope, no, nope, no, no, no. Dogs. I'm pulling we'll do dogs. Them. All right, doghouse. So the everybody epic, knows dogs. So, so the epic, and I'm not getting around in. I don't want to phrase it. I don't want to mm-hmm. get caught up in phrasing. So the epic in this case, let's we're, we're doing some stuff around our house. We just bought a mini farm in uh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do a doghouse. We're going to do a chicken coop. We're going to do a horse stall. A series of three stalls. So all everything I just said were epics, mm-hmm. right? Uh, what else? We're going to do. Some goat, uh, some goat fenced in areas, right? We're going to do goat cheese. Uh, so we have like a series of 10. We want to staff up our, our farm. Uh, the doghouse would be somewhat easier from my point of view. So we're going to prioritize it. So it's okay. going to be the head. Plus we need a, a dog to herd animals. Well, we need a dog to herd animals. We have a dog actually. So we have the Great. dog. So, so by definition, it needs a house. Uh, the other thing is it's, it gives us like, it's a low hanging fruit from my point of view. It gets us practice. So it's not as big as freaking a horse stall, right? Mm-hmm. So it gives us some construction practice because you and I haven't. So we're selecting it number one, part for need, part for ROI, part as a practice element. So mm-hmm. there's, that's the thought being. Okay. Gotcha. Right, so that's our epic. Build uh, a doghouse. Build a doghouse. What would, what would, how would we sell it? What would be the uh, marketing blurb associated with that, right? It's. We have a happy dry dog. We have a happy dry dog, right? Who feels who feels loved, or something like that, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. Good. Good. Now features. We need to do some features. Can we do features? Sure. So what would features be? Well. Okay. We need a roof. Uh, you seem uncomfortable with that. Well, that's because I struggle with the four layers versus the three layers. Yeah, okay. Right. So let's just go. Let's go with the, the these three layers, and we're deferring tasks. So, or or we'll do whatever you want. No, no, that's fine. Okay, so features features of a doghouse: roof, 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 walls, walls, windows. Oh, we Window. want we want some Man. we want some of those pillow those pillow, uh three pane windows because it's hot down here. So we we want to make sure that the windows are. Oh, and he he wants the dog. I interviewed him, and he wants like those oval, those those like nice vertical ones that are in churches and stuff like that. How about something for like food and water? Oh, an automatic food and well. So we need food and water, but yeah. we need an auto food because we go away a lot, right? Okay. So we need an auto food uh, dispenser that okay. can handle like two weeks. That would be an acceptance criteria. And water. Uh, and then we need water. Yeah. Uh, well, well, oh, crap, we're going to have to drill well because there's no w- water out there. And the doghouse is too far away from the plumbing system. Well, maybe we should move it. But the dog doesn't want to be too close to the house. 
Okay. Well, we could. It's a cost issue, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Does this uh, need a fence or is it free-roaming dog? No, it needs a fence around it. Uh, you're, you're right on. It needs a little pool area. Ooh. Yeah, a, do- man, a little doggy pool. Shade? More shade? Uh, it needs a basement because he likes to play pool. So he's in the pool, but he likes to play pool, doggy pool with his friends. They come over with drinks and they smoke little doggy cigars. And it's like, it's a, it's a puppy. It's a dog cave. <laughs> it's a dog cave. Did you like that? No. No. Uh, we need TV so you can watch like the Westminster Dog Show. On a loop? <laughs> On a loop. Yes. Now you're with me. Now you're being creative. Uh, what else we got? We, we need furniture. Uh, we need, so we have, well, oh, we need electricity. So we need electricity. We need plumbing. Oh, for the TV? For the TV, for God's sake. Okay, what, what? And lights. And I mean, it's. Lights now. We need lights for the dog. AC. AC, yes. So, so that's our features. We have some features there. We're not done. I think we have a little bit of scope creep. Do you think so? I do. I do. You know what, though? The dog needs to be loved. He needs to be comfortable, for God's sakes, right? Well, that's what you're for. What? What? Pet the dog? Yeah. 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 No, I want, I want him to have the amenities, right? So I can be in the man cave while he's in the dog cave with his friends. Okay. So enough of that. So All right. Enough so, of the scope so, creep. So, so stories would be things like discrete elements. Uh, and it might even. See, now what I would do is I would likely turn each of those features into probably one story. Into one story. There's, you know what? There's, there's interesting. There's stories like not there. So let me give you one. It's like the foundation. Mm-hmm. So, so, so we did all the architectural stuff. Yeah. Okay. See, see, one of the, one of the things we missed, well, not just architecture, approvals. So clearly I've got to get approvals for the crane to come in to dig the, uh, dig the hole, right? Well, it's not a big crane, but it's a, it's a little doggy crane. Maybe the doggy crew comes in and does that. So, so Metacasters is a little bit of frivolity. A, a little, <laughs> <laughs> a little. This is this is why I said dogs again because I knew this would happen. But but I think it's. I hope it's illustrating the point. So this is where PI planning can come in. Now now we set. So maybe we have some of these features, or maybe we take those epics. We take the mm-hmm. Josh approach and we lay them out in time. Uh, so walls mm-hmm. uh, would be the first thing. But then we discover that walls is first, but we can't put walls. On just open air. So it's like, crap, now we have, oh, we need a floor. But then we, so we add floor, and that would be a higher priority. Mm -hmm. And then we need basement. Mm. So we need to dig a hole. And then we have this aha moment that says. We shouldn't build a basement. Well, no. (laughs) Well, we could have that aha moment. or But then we say, oh, we need to, you know, in, in North Carolina, we need what, Josh? We need a plan. Remember? You've built, you've done houses, right? Yeah, yeah. So we need a plan, and we need county approval mm-hmm. or municipality approval. So we need an architectural drawing. Mm-hmm. And we need a plan, and then we. So now all of these things are sort of keying up, you know, queuing up before that. So we have all of that stuff. We need to plan for the pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need plumbing planning stuff like that. So all of that architectural drawing. Stop shaking your head. I'm sorry, I can't get past the ridiculousness <laughs> of this. <laughs> Of the scope creep. Oh, and you know what? No, not all of this is scope creep. You know, we for, we forgot something that's fundamental to a oh, dog. Oh, dear Lord. What? This a, will fi- be good. a fire hydrant. We need a fire hydrant. A dog needs a place to lift its leg. Okay. Yeah, this is right. a, our, dog is, our dog is a male. Okay. 
Come on. Okay. So when you gotta, you gotta like go with the, you gotta go with the plan here. So we have, so at the very least, we'll, I'll trade off the pool for a fire hydrant. Oh, wow. What, are you That's, okay? Yeah, I am okay with that. All right. And now we have like, what other things? Uh, we have building supplies we have to order. You with me? Mm-hmm. Uh, we have roofing. We have selection of materials that we have to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have architectural decisions like two by four, two by six. I prefer two by sixes for the insurance, for the insulation that we could put in. Oh, we need insulation. Et cetera, et cetera. And we start doing PI planning. PI planning is ordering these right. features. Okay. Or ordering these features into stories uh, for execution. Uh, we we would also be looking for, we might also be looking for, like, order, let's say it's, like, two weeks sprints. So we have the question of how many sprints is it going to take us to build the doghouse. So we now start slicing mm-hmm. the stories into two, hypothetical into two-week sprints. Uh, does that is that a real world enough example of like the decomposition sort of thinking that goes in? Yeah. So then you translate that into stories. Okay. Right. So give me a, give me some stories then. If I miss stories, give me some concrete. Stories. As a dog, I need a roof so that I can stay dry. Okay, and that's going to be points. So now that's now if we point that, that's like a twenty point story, right? Why? Well, we have to order this. We so. We have to order the sh- we have to select the shingles, we have to order the shingles. Then we have to. No, I could just go make a lean to with a sheet of plywood. Don't short trip, man! You're screwing the pooch here. <laughs> Literally, stop it. No, you need to put like that's a great MVP. You need to put so that way we so can give him is, shelter. It's not just it's, while you so, take ten years to select the proper shingle. Not 10 years, but do we want the architectural grade shingles? You know, the ones that have a three-dimensional quality to them? You are not going with the plan here. I'm just trying to get this poor dog a dry spot to lay down. And I'm trying to delight the dog. (laughs) That's fine. You are delaying delight for a long time. But but when he goes in there, he and his friend he's still will alive. be dri- <laughs> Oh, you you were brutal. Uh, Just fine. saying, maybe, fine, fine. maybe maybe we should pull scope back and build an MVP. That's all. But then we can't extend the MVP. It says right? who? Why is that a rule that you can't extend the MVP? Not, not in the construction case. You build it over there. I want you to extend. And then you build the new one over oh, there. Josh, I want to add like three extra bedrooms to your house. Please go do that. The the original MVP is no longer valid. Oh, please go to your architect and and talk about how easily that'll be done, and to the town too, right? It's there are. Some, All I'm saying is that if I need shelter tonight, I'm going to get a tent. Oh yeah, I'm oh, not going to wait. Okay, for story. Buy, buy the dog a tent and a little plastic uh, fire hydrant. Yes. Now we're done, okay? Story one, story two. Now we can build him a proper southern abode. Abode. <laughs> Dear Lord. I hope we, so, Mary, I hope, I hope the case there, so stories would be built, what I was poking at seriously with the roof is that there might be, again, I talk a lot about glue stories or mm-hmm. people thinking about, this agile approach requires people to be sort of decomposing a lot of things on the fly. So the roof, all I was looking for is purchase the materials, select the materials. That could be a one-point story, right? That's that's a story, but it has to be ordered earlier than we need the roof mm-hmm. from a PI planning point of view. The other thing I was thinking of, is there any, like hurricane, I, I know I'm pulling stuff out of my butt a little bit, but there's hurricane rules down here for roofs, so you need those straps. 
So in the brainstorming, PI planning is not just a planning activity. Backlog refinement is a brainstorming activity. Mm -hmm. so, so it's the discovery of stuff. Oh, if we want a roof, what else is there? Because if we just say a roof, we're going to slap a roof together, but we may not what we may not order it in time. We may not plan the hurricane straps, the felt that you have to put in. We may, may not order enough nails. Do you know? What I, mm -hmm. I'm not trying to make it too big, but it's thinking about all of the things associated with a roof rather than just saying roof, right? And story story decomposition, etc. Et and and the roof is an example of that. But the walls would be an example of that. The windows would be an example of that, etc. All right. So so for the roof, that that turns into a dozen stories. All those things of or or three or four or five. Right. Something. Right. Whatever. So a, a some some number of stories Based from that from that epic. There was a house. Then the feature was a roof. Then the stories became all of the things we needed to do to do to to put that roof in up. line to make that roof happen, and not even in line. Like actually, there's a timing aspect. There's ordering materials. Mm -hmm. uh, what are the, those rafter thingies you have to you know that those those pre uh, pre built timbers. Mm -hmm. For the ceiling rafters, you don't build them from scratch. You go and buy them. Mm -hmm. Well, you'd have to measure, you know, we'd have to decide what it is and go and pre-order those. So there's some pre-order stuff. There's some maybe specialization stuff. There's put up the roof. There may be an, there probably is an inspection mm -hmm. where we inspect the roof, then we're finished with the roof, right? And what is the boundaries? Some people do, um, like soffits with the roof. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And also downspouts. And rain spouts and things like that. So that would be the thing that we we don't have a feature for rain spouts. The roof, if we thought about the roof, then it would drive rain spouts. And that would be the stories mm -hmm. if we thought, thought about that to, exactly to your point. So it's sort of this iterative, I, I think, story evolution. You don't sit down up front and define all of these things. Right, and I think that's where so many teams try to go, right, as they try and build. Like I can remember when I started here and we had a we had a person that was new in the product owner role. And she went and tried to build all the stories for like the next year. Right. And she tried to do it by herself. Right. And, and that was just unfair and impossible. Right. You know, so it was, okay, let's get back to, let's get those epics out and, so, and so, then let's start the refinement. So, exactly. So iterate on it. The other thing that I was poking, I was seriously poking at your MVP. I'd rather not plan an MVP. I'd rather let the MVP emerge. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is like, we look at this story stream and it's like, holy crap. It's going to take us forever. You were going there mentally, mm -hmm. but look at this. <laughs> the dog is going to die before right, we yeah. have a dog house. Yeah. Well, then we start walking back, but a tent's probably not an option, right? So maybe we dig the hole, but we only put up, like we, we put up a shell, but we only decorate like one room or something like that. To mm -hmm. me, that might be the MVP, right? right. That we're architecturally sound. We do the architectural sound bits, but then we start making it livable. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we can add like the pool, all joking aside, if we were going to do a pool, that would be clearly an add on. Right. right? That's like an, that's like something for release 20. But, but you only, not you only can do that, but having this stream of details really helps to, with crafting the MVP. Like what is a viable MVP? Mm -hmm. I think, uh, what's his name? Anrik Nieberg talks about that a lot that we think of MVPs, but it has to be usable. MVP, right? It has to be within the sequence of what we're trying to achieve ultimately for the product. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that was a useful, do you think that was a useful discussion for the Metacasters? Yeah, I think it did. So again, I hope well, it wasn't too frivolous. Well, 
It was. It I, was. I apologize. But that's okay. It's Bob and dogs, right? So it's it's. I have an affinity to he's, dogs. He's got issues. <laughs> Thank you, Josh, for sharing that with everyone on the Metacast. They know, actually. Yeah, after 119 episodes, I'm pretty sure they know. Yeah, they know. So there's so there's the epic was build a doghouse. Then we broke features into those were kind of the components of the doghouse. Yep. Right of the roof, the walls, the pool, the fence, that stuff. And then... And brainstorming there. Right. And the, and the thing is, thinking about thinking deeply about other details, like technical details, architectural details, or, uh, plumbing details. Not plumbing, uh, like, like not plumbing plumbing, but anything related to pulling the house together. Right. right. And the thing that we're saying that I think is different than what, what, what a lot of people do is people try and do a big bang of get all those things at once. Scrum and safe and whatever else you do has you iterate on those so that way you don't have, so you don't feel the pressure to get all the stories in there at once. Cause then you're essentially waterfall, right? right. You know, this is the plan and this is what we're going to do. So you iterate on that and you continue to refine that Epic and the features that are associated with it. Then for each of those features, you iterate out stories and you build more stories, you refine stories, you size those stories and you do that. So it's this never ending iteration flow amongst the three or four levels, depending on the way you want to now, do it. Now, the PI planning thing is what you were talking about, is the chunking of a set of stories and features, mm-hmm. right, to the point of an MVP. And that's the thing we've been sort of hand-waving. So as you're getting this flow of epics to features to stories, you take your hands and you sort of slice. You're looking to create chunks, MVP-like chunks, and you're moving things in and out of that MVP. So, mm-hmm. I, so I, I like that part of safe as well. Well, it's not even safe. It's release planning. Yeah. So release planning because, because you can't deliver a roof by itself, right? So it's sort of the, the chunking up of related items uh, that, that create what a usable vision. Right. So then I want to get to that last piece before we wrap up of we had epics, then the features, then the stories, then the tasks. So the tasks are the things you have to do to – build the rafters or to assemble the rafters, right? You have to, you have to nail the pieces together. You have to pre-glue them. You have to pre-drill. You have to do whatever you need to do. Those are the actual execution steps that are in there. There, there are people that build those out, write them down, do all that stuff. There are people that just gather and say, okay, these are the things we need to do. Let's go do it. Boom. We go. So if you were sheetrocking, so sheetrocking tasks would be sheetrock a room, sheetrock the walls, sheetrock the ceiling, You'd be very specific. We're going mm-hmm. to do the basement. We're going to do the living room. We're going to do the bedroom one, bedroom two, bedroom three. Right. Then another task would be mud the sheetrock. Uh, do an initial mud round. You might do that not per room, but it would be everything. So right. someone's walking around doing that. How long is that going to take? Mm-hmm. Then mud it. Then sand it in between, or scrape it, and then mud again. Then sand it again. Then mud a final time, the finishing, and then sand all of the walls. I know that sounds like minutia, but that's actually sheetrocking, right? Right. That's uh, cut the electrical. Make sure that so something another I just thought about it is cut the electrical boxes out, mm-hmm. right? So you'd be doing that. So there's some trimming along the way and some some mudding or some you know some filling in of, of things that are related to holes, like uh, if there were any skylights or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. But that's the what I'm illustrating is the tasking side of things. Uh, if it was a too big of a task, you'd break it up. So if you felt like, oh, I had to do all of the finishing sheetrock mud, it, you know, if it took three days to do that, you might want to break it up 
in fact, you probably would break it up per room mm-hmm. or per something so that multiple people, oh, you know what? It's going to take us three days to do that. But if we have three people doing it and they're breaking up, you know, we can work in parallel and we can right. knock that out in a day. That's the tasking discussions that are going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Now, we had another Metacast. A previous, was it directly the previous Metacast? Yeah, it was a previous Metacast around to task or not to task and what we thought was the right thing to do in that situation. So we cover tasking a lot in that episode, so we'll make sure the link's in there. So we're not going to dig much further. I just wanted to give clarity around those four levels and how we view them and what they are. And again, the key where I see most new teams struggle is they try and do it all at once, and they try to have this magical backlog building session. And yeah, there's some heavy up front you've got to do to get the ball rolling, but the key to success is iterating on that refinement of you know those four levels. So to wrap up this Metacast, Josh, I have a revelation for you. Ooh. Something has happened to me that I don't think has ever happened in a Metacast. Holy crap. Um, I'm going to change. The, you've inspired me. And I'm going to change the way I'm handling stories. Well, well, well. That's never, and you know this for a fact. I am, I am not easily changed. Episode 119, the day everything changed. <laughs> the day, so literally, I know it's epics look differently. So having classes mm-hmm. and having clear, defined dynamics that are different around them. So the story is a story is a story thing. I'm not going to do that anymore. Right. Uh, I, I think it works at the re level. Right. It, You're it, there. You know what you yeah, get. Yeah, but it. I, I don't deal with very many right. people like that, right. and, and I have to then get through all this confusion, like you were alluding to. I also like sort of the flow of it. Because there's a lot of hand waving there. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you're giving, so it's not just story writing. It's the stories look different at each level, mm-hmm. however many levels you want, right? I'm not talking about tasks. It's mm-hmm. more stories. And then the, the estimation granularity is different. Yeah. Uh, so I like the writing content, like let's have ROI or product envisioning at the highest level. Mm-hmm. And, and then we, then we're, we care more about execution details. Right. So I, I don't think I'm going, I think I'm going to change my entire style in that area. Thank you, Joshua. This is big news. I don't know about that. I, it's not. I expect Twitter to blow up. But it's. I, <laughs> I'm pretty stuck in my own ways. But this, I think, I've been handling it not bad, but more traditionally, mm-hmm. and it's too confusing yeah. to your point. Cool. Cool. So, from beautiful, cloudy downtown Raleigh, Cary, North Carolina, I'm Bob Galen, and I'm Josh Anderson. Shake and bake. Take care, y'all. <laughs>